and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school in the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me is published author and Managing Director of Dragonfly Marketing, Jane Hilsden. Hey, Jane. Good morning. How are you, Stace? Very well. This is episode 85. Can you believe we are soaring towards 100 episodes of Miss Bossy Boots? Crazy. Yay. Just nuts. We need to do something special, I think. Yes. We've yes, talked for a long time, Jane, about doing a live episode. We have. Maybe that's the catalyst. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's what we yes. should do for episode 100. I think that would be very, very worthwhile celebratory cause. Yes. Champagne and live recording. Uh, can our community please hold us accountable for that? Yes. <laughs> we'll forget and we'll be like, oh, this is episode 100. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. When, when you see our episodes um, heading into late 90s, can you drop us a little note in the uh, Facebook group and say, hey, girls, hey. what's happening with that live episode? Don't forget. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Uh, before we get kicked in, um, before we get kicked in, before we kick <laughs> into this uh, week's topic, let's talk about our favourite things for this week. And I want to go first. Go for it. Oh, my gosh. I cannot put into words. I might actually even cry talking about it. Oof. Um, so we're going to America, right? We've yeah. been planning this trip for 10 years. It's, it's 2020, you know, it was so far away and now it's suddenly here. We're taking the kids. We're doing the first part of the trip is the tour with the ballet school, with all of the kids dancing at Disneyland and, and going to Broadway, all of that stuff. But then all the children go home and it's just me and my family left. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to that part. I'm looking forward to all of it, but I'm looking forward to that part. We've got two weeks in New York and two weeks in Hawaii. Like, stop it. Oh, cannot, cannot wait. Amazing. Yeah. So the second, so we're in New York until the 3rd of May and I am a massive Billy Joel fan. Billy Joel is the music I go to when, if Heath comes home and Billy Joel is playing, he knows I've had a day. Like it just has the ability to just bring me back to earth, Billy wow. Joel. Okay. And I have, you know, I have a Spotify playlist and over the last year, there's been a lot of Billy Joel playing in our house. Wow, a bit know, of Billy Joel. I wonder if know the word. that. Yeah, it's, right. It's I love bit. it. <laughs> it's also like music that follows me wherever I am. So like the several times when I've been travelling on my own and feeling a bit homesick or missing the kids or, or feeling like, um, oh, I shouldn't be here, I should probably be at home making lunches rather than speaking at this conference on the other side of the world or things like that. I'll hear Billy Joel and I'll go, okay. Like it'll just be randomly playing in a shop or something and I'll go, okay, well, no, it's no. okay. It's all Billy's good. on my side. Billy's on my side. Anyway, so I, I love Billy Joel and Heath has seen Billy Joel live and he saw Billy Joel and Elton John at the same time. Can you believe it? Whew. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, but I never have. And he plays at Madison Square Garden. Um, all the time. And every time I've been to New York, the last four times I've been to New York, he has played on the Tuesday night or the Monday night before I have arrived. Ah. So the day before, because I normally fly into New York on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah. And I've missed, I've missed it four times, four times by a day. Oh, and no. I've just been completely gutted about it. Anyway, I said to Heath about 12 months ago, if if we're, you know, we're going to be in New York for two and a half weeks, that is enough time 
to have a really good chance at Billy Joel playing Madison Square Garden. Anyway, he he doesn't release his dates until a little bit of time before and he released his dates for April and we missed it by two days. Oh, I was just like, I can't believe it. So I said to Heath, like, if we hit a certain point of revenue in the business, we are going to use the frequent flyer points we have to be like, yeah, top-notch wankers and fly to New York to see Just Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, we're going to be that. We're going to be those people. You're going to be that person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> last night I was online yeah. on StubHub getting tickets for the Clippers game that yes. the the tour is going to. So like all of the the dance studio parents, and that's going to be super yeah. fun in LA. Yeah. And then I thought I'll just click on Billy Joel because I follow, you know, I follow him on Instagram and on Facebook. I get the newsletter because I'm always oh, waiting wow. for these dates. I've wow. been like trying so hard to wait for these dates. Anyway, there's Billy Joel and he's playing on the night before we leave New York, our last night in New York. What? And I'm that like, it's like screaming, running around the kitchen, like losing my mind. And of course it's sold out. Oh, but on, but, but it's all right. It's on StubHub. There were you know four million tickets, so I'm in like the sixth row back, behind the stage. So not in front, but behind. But according to the internet and the, <laughs> all the wise people on the internet, that's still good because the stage he wrote the piano rotates as he plays. So, um, so you're going to be it, closer. Like it doesn't even matter really. Like I find the energy and the vibe, like I always end up buying tickets late to concerts because I'm the worst informed person ever about when people are coming to Australia. And so I always end up buying, you know, the last concert that they end up releasing right at the end. because yeah, The they, Tuesday night. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. So I always end up there with the worst seats in the house. Um, but it's never worried me because I think like that, the music like permeates your whole, that whole environment, particularly when you're inside, but even like in Madison Square um, or wherever you end up um, seeing him if you're in LA, it's probably different. But um, like it's the music and it's the vibe, like the vibe that live music, like the energy that live music and particularly someone like that gives off. It doesn't matter where you sit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, oh, my God, that was the so, universe. Like 2020 is your year, girlfriend. Oh, I just could, I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. The universe is working in your favour. Well, that is a very amazing favourite thing and that's awesome. I just, I see I learned something completely new about you. I had no idea you were such a Billy Joel fan. Yep. Um, okay, to back off mine is you, you just like took me on an emotional roller coaster then, and then I could get tickets, and then they were sold out. And then I, and then I was thinking, yes, she's getting to no, she hasn't, she's missed out. <laughs> oh, but hang on, she's back with a chance. <laughs> so, yep. so my favorite thing this week will not take you on such an emotional journey. Um, it's a book I'm reading, it's called From Good to Great, and it's Jim Collins. Jim Collins, Amazing. now, um. I am probably, he has this um, graph that he has right at the beginning of the at, at the book and it kind of lists the five things or the six character, five or six characteristics of a, an organisation that goes, that, that goes from good 
too great. And I love the way, and it's like there's like there's five or six characteristics. I'm up to, I think, just at the beginning of um, characteristic three, which is um, face the hard facts. <laughs> but characteristic one um, was um, leadership, level five leadership. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to go into all the details here because we'll keep this short. Um, making sure that there's a level five leader running the business. Um, two is first who, then what, meaning recruit the very best people, then work out where you're going because the very best people will know where to take you. Oh, that's cool. Loving it. Oh, my God. Like I seriously sit there reading every page going, oh, my Oh my, yes, this makes sense. This makes sense. And I can even see, like, it's almost like I went to lunch with one of our um, colleagues from our um, business lunch, and I said, Oh my goodness, you must have read this book because I've seen you do stuff that, that he talks about in this, this book. Um, but it's excellent. Um, I, as I said, I'm only halfway through, um, but I'm loving every, every, um, every page and every point he makes. Two really good things about this book. The first thing is he kicks off by saying, good is the enemy of great. Yeah. And I just can't agree with that enough. When we are doing well, when things are good, when we don't have a pain point to face, sometimes we can be lazy about getting to the next level, about pushing ourselves to be great. And I think that doesn't just apply to large corporate organisations because this book is largely based around large corporate organisations. That applies to your personal situation. Do you know what I mean? To the sports that you play or the goals, the personal goals that Absolutely. you set. Absolutely. Yeah. If you think, yeah, no, I'm pretty good at that, you don't put that on your list to, to sometimes to make yourself better. Um, so I really like that. Um, The other thing that's really good about this book, and this is something that Kev brought to my attention because he's he's not one for wankers, (laughs) and um, he said what I like about the book is that it's just based on data. Like it is, this is is throughout, uh, they have comprehensively researched like thousands of articles written about organisations. They've interviewed like in-depth interviews with uh, people who've worked within the businesses that they've they've studied um, and the findings are based on data. So it's not, you know, some um, CEO who's, you know, patting himself on the back going, yeah, I've, you know, I took my organisation from good to great and here's all the amazing things I did. Yep. Um, it's, um, you know, these are the organisations that we deem went from good to great and this is why, this, this is, is based why. on this research. So my favourite thing of the week. But enough about, um, about favourite things because we've got a really exciting topic to talk about. Stacey, would you like to um, tell us what happened to you this week? Well, you may have seen... Um, you may have seen... Our little video that got a couple of views on Facebook uh, announcing that I'm a state finalist for the Telstra Business Women's Awards. And obviously this will air a couple of weeks after that has all gone live. But we thought that we would talk a bit more in depth because we had a chat during the video about what the process is. But we thought we'd do an episode where we talk a little bit more in depth about 
exactly how these awards work and how you can use them for the benefit of your business. Yeah, and um, I think as well, you know, how in terms of how, like I would love to know about how you presented the answers. Like what do you think? Because we, we, as we as we spoke about in the video, we touched on very briefly that this is not something that you just went, in 2020, I'm going to go for the Telstra Business Women's Award. This is something that you have applied for year after year for seven years. And I've got to say, I have watched on in admiration going, I just love the fact that even though she might not get to the next level, you actually <laughs> get back up there and try again. I thought she'll get it. You know, she, for that very reason alone, she will 100% get there because she's just not stopping. Like she's just not taking no for an answer. Every year she's doing it and she's not going, okay, didn't win, you know, damn damn judges, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go and try for something else. You know, you're just like, okay, no, nah, didn't do it this year. And and as you said, it's, year, you know, it's hours and hours of work. And um, there's, there's ver, ver, you know, several layers of this application process, um, but there's hours and hours of, of work that's involved. And every year you've backed up to do that. Talk me through not necessarily what you think the the angle was this year, but but what do you think what do you think got you what was the difference between this year and previous years? Is it the constant? I mean, you 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 touched on um, I think because I've just got my spiel down, Pat, and that that probably was great for the interview. But what do you think it was that actually kind of pushed you over the edge this year? Let me start by saying the, the questions are not the same every year. So whilst I have the answers down pat, the questions themselves are different every year. But there's always questions on leadership. There's always questions on innovation. There's always questions on social impact. So I have the reasons down pat as to why we do things that we do in our business. And those answers have grown over time. The answers that I used to have on leadership are very different to the answers that I have now because of the reading that I've done and the conferences that I've gone to yes. and the experiences that I've had in the business as well. Like there's challenges that I have had in the last two years that I didn't have like seven years ago. So I couldn't speak to them and, and those learnings. So it's always evolving. But I should also say that when I went in for my interview, I, I, said, to, I said to them, this is a great opportunity for me because whilst I have performance reviews for my staff and whilst mm. they have the opportunity to get feedback from me as a business leader, I don't have anyone to go to for my performance review. I don't know right. what I've done for the year or how well I'm doing or where I sit in comparison to all of the other businesses in my industry or just businesses in general. So this is a great opportunity every year to get yourself a benchmark on where you yes. stand and how you're going and what you should be working more on because when you have to answer 30 hours worth of questions about your business you really easily and quickly see where you don't have responses and where yeah. so those are the areas in your business that you want to build up and so I guess for the last seven years all of the questions that I haven't had an answer to I've worked hard in my business to improve on that area like yes. innovation is one example so um, in the beginning, I didn't have any answers. I didn't think that anything that we were doing was innovative because we weren't 
curing cancer. We weren't coming up with a, you know, a, a, new, a new light bulb or a new shoe or a new, I didn't know how to answer that question. So I started yeah. to think about what can we do that's outside the square of what we already offer and then how can I talk about that because that's actually innovative in our industry. Yeah. So yes. um, the answers that I have now all these years later are so much beefier. But your question was, is there something this year that made you stand out from other years? And I want to say absolutely yes. So I had, after the local business awards two years ago, I approached one of the judges um, for some feedback. And the feedback they gave me was that I wasn't answering the question. I was, <laughs> I was saying lovely fluffy things that were on topic, but yeah. I wasn't answering the question. Yes. And they encouraged me to break questions down into subheadings yes. and, and divide my answers up so that the judges could see at first glance and then also whilst they read through my submission that I had answered every point of the question. And so yeah. I really put that into place when it came to this year's submission and lo and behold, here I am. Um, yes, powerful. I'll, I'll give you an example. So here's, a, here's one of the questions, question 1.2.4. Think about a time in your life that you've had to overcome a challenge. What was it? How did you overcome it? What did you learn? And how has it shaped you as a leader? Mm. So I would have just done a big paragraph worth of text about things. But instead, I wrote kind of like an opening sentence mm. about, about the challenge, uh, oh, sorry, about what I like about my job and, and leading a team. And then I wrote challenge colon. And the next paragraph is, yeah. um, I have found the leadership of my dance teaching staff, the most difficult challenge to date and have worked hard over the last 10 years on my own professional development in order to improve my skills. And then I wrote how I overcame this challenge colon. And then I wrote a quote from Vince Lombardi in order to lead, you must first know yourself. And then I wrote, yeah. I've invested in various forms of professional development, blah, blah, blah. What did I learn? Colon. The importance of developing systems for ongoing staff support, increasing engagement with my team, blah, blah, blah. And then how has it shaped me as a leader? Colon. Next paragraph. Although I'll always yes. find managing and leading my team more challenging than my first love of teaching dance, I now have the tools to face these challenges head on and the confidence nice. to make the right decisions. So nice. Each of my answers was broken down like that. Yes. And it enabled me to make sure that I had answered every part of the question and also gave the judges a clear understanding that I wasn't just rattling on, you know, this is the cool stuff that we do. It was yeah. actually really pointed and, and answering the question. So that's a long-winded response. Jo. I think that's, yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, oh, but it's just, you know, and, and I um, judge some of the marketing awards for categories of the marketing awards and I've judged business awards before um and it is amazing how many people do not answer the questions and it's it's like as soon as I see as a judge that um somebody hasn't answered the question for me my mind shuts down like this is not a valid entry for me so even though they might have the best, and in the case of the marketing awards, um, you're usually judging it's a standard format. There's four questions to, to answer. Um, you know, what's the issue? What's the, um, what's, the, what's the solution? What's the results and additional benefits? Fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, 
if they have not answered that in the correct categories, they might have had the best um, results as a marketing campaign and the best creative and all the rest. But if they've just thrown in the um, kind of campaign results without actually, uh, I guess, adjusting that to fit the answers to the questions or tailoring the answers to fit the questions, for me, bang, done, gone. They're yeah. not. And so I will read the submission and I will, and I will you know, obviously take into consideration to some point their success, but they will be severely penalised in points yeah. because of, of not answering the question. So I think your point around that, if people are going to answer, you know, if people are going to go into the to awards, um, that's like I think the very, very basic. But you know what? I think um, <laughs> that question, like having designed a lot of surveys and uh, market research questions, the fact that they're actually asking five questions in one question leaves that fraught with the do you know what I mean like yeah. I think that is like all the of the rule, questions are like this it's rule 101 just <laughs> and just ask one question in one question and do you know what I mean because it is it's otherwise people just miss will answer one part of that question or the, the question the part of the question that they're most but maybe um, that's how they do it Jane maybe that's maybe it's a trick Maybe, maybe that's right. Well, that and that's uh, I, I must say I don't think that's the case. Like if you think of the port, the the Chamber of Commerce Business Awards, they don't tend to stack five questions in one, really, do they? It's no. just like one question, one question that requires one answer, which makes it a bit easier. So, but I think that that's a really good point to look so, out for if if they are asking multiple questions in one. Separate it out. Separate but also, it out. Jane, they may be only answering one question, but you, there's still the opportunity for subcategories. So um, I, I've just, off the top of my head, one of the chamber questions is what's your proudest achievement in the last five years? I will always answer that question and say um, I've had several um, proud achievements in the last four years and then I'll write um, exam results, colon, and talk about my exam results. And then right. I'll write da-da-da, da always try and give multiple examples as opposed um, to just your like focus on the one instead of focusing proudest. on one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. even yeah. though I'll put the proudest at the top the other thing I did different this year Jane that I haven't done before and that's mainly because I was really hesitant in business award submissions to share any actual figures uh, okay um, yeah advice that I got was well people don't trust you <laughs> yes <laughs> because you're just saying our turnover has increased and how great is that ah, that's right yeah Whereas yeah. this year I was really specific. So I said we've had an increase in turnover by 6% every year yes. since 2015. At our highest it was 19.7% and that was in, you know, the 2018 year. Like I gave actual percentages. Our retention is up 82% term on term from 76% this time last year and 67% the year before. Yes. Like I was very specific about, about those numbers without, you know, giving away everything but being able to show that growth I think was important a hundred percent a hundred percent well people as you said people need to benchmark that so if everyone just got on and said yeah I had some increases how on earth do they separate the the winners from the from the finalists or the finalists from the people who don't make it through like if everyone's had an increase yeah you have to be able to quantify that um, and as you said you give percentages you don't need to actually give 
you know, the, the, the raw figures. You just need to give percentages and that's, that's enough. And I guess there too, they're looking for that, well, I would imagine, for, for business awards, they're looking for that um, comprehension of your key numbers because at the end of the day, we know that good businesses have to have some sort of financial literacy and goal and structure and analysis around their numbers and if that's something that you've got your head in the clouds about or your head in the sand about um, then you're not going to create a sustainable business and truthfully Jane in the early days of doing these submissions I didn't know how to answer any of those questions and they would be you know the, the least amount of word count in in all of yeah. the different categories and if yeah. I'd been stuck in a, in an interview situation because, you know, I used to get disappointed that I didn't get through to the next round or to the interview round. And I now think back and I think if I did, I would have been roasted because I didn't know what I was talking about. Whereas yeah. even though this year, because there was five categories that I had to speak on and one of them was financial literacy. And when they said, okay, we're going to move on now to our financial questions. I'm not telling you that my heart didn't like stop for a second because I was like, oh, yeah, because it's not my strongest suit. Yeah. Uh, I still answered both questions. I still had answers for both questions and, and answered them both confidently. And for me, that, like, that, was, that was a moment for me to go, yes. actually, I've just stood in front of these two incredible, because the, the CVs of the judges that were sitting in front of me, they both kind of gave me a rundown of who they were and what they did before we started. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, the fact that I could answer those questions in front of those people and they were nodding and smiling and going, yes, oh, how wonderful. Oh, great. Yeah. But I was yeah. just like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. And that's, that's amazing. What else can you tell us about the process, about the interview um, about anything that anything that perhaps is different, like what's different with the the Telstra than say, because you've been to state finals before with the with the Chamber of Commerce business yeah, awards. How I, how is this different? I guess the it's a it, this one's a lot more thorough in terms of you have the opportunity to build on your submission every time. The local chamber awards, you complete it once and then it gets judged on many levels, that one submission. So you really yeah. have to pitch your answers at a state level, even though you're only, that you're only submitting them to a local level. The, the entry form goes off to the regional level and the state level without you getting to reassess or, or, or touch it really. Mm. Whereas with Telstra, the first uh, part, the multiple choice section, is, you know, step one. You go through and, and so here's an example of one of the multiple choice questions. A great leader isn't someone who leads but someone who others want to follow. As a leader, we want you to understand how you make decisions and what culture you instill to drive individuals' company growth. Mm. I'm open or, to new or different ideas from others. Strongly agree, slightly agree, neutral, slightly agree, strong, oh, sorry, st slightly disagree, strongly disagree. You're not doing right. anything other than strongly agree if you know what you're talking about. So yeah. you get the, like that's your opportunity to kind of set the scene and then you move to the next level and have to actually answer the question. So you get to add right. to what you have already learned. And then, of course, the interview level, you get to add again. So I feel like in terms of um, a, a process, it's really quite thorough because you get, to, you get to step it up every time that you have to do something. And I really like that because it it's a long process. It goes over six months. So it's, 
you're not think it's not top of mind all the time. But no. it's, also, it's also not set and forget. You can't just write it and then go, oh, well, we'll just see what happens. You have to be constantly thinking. And I think one of the good things that I had in, the, in terms of the interview was that when I did the submission, the judges brought up one of my challenges because in November when I completed the form, it was a challenge. And the interview in February, I was able to say, they asked me the question about the challenge and I said, actually, here's the next part of the story. Yes, it was a challenge. Here's how I got through it. And yes. here is the outcome and it's a great outcome. So I was able to show that growth in that period of time. And if, yes. they, if they had just, you know, if, if only the only part of the judging was that submission from the challenge I was having back in November when I was really in the thick of it, they would have just gone, oh, okay, well, she's in the thick of it. Whereas yeah. I was able to tell the story that I was in the thick of it and here I am. So yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Next steps. What do we, what, what happens now? How are you going to leverage this? Good question, Jane, my marketing consultant. How am I going to leverage this? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you got right? so far. I've got, I've got nothing. Cause I, I, who's got time for that? I, um, <laughs> I'm, I am flat out. Um, I'm, I, well, thanks to you. The local paper called yesterday and they said that you put them in touch. So thank you. You're, I need That's to put okay. you on a retainer. <laughs> in the local paper, which will be great because that will mean that I'm actually somebody, according to my nan. Because um, <laughs> nothing, you know, nothing is, nothing is a thing unless it's in Focus Magazine or in the local paper. So In the paper, yeah. yeah. And then will be impressed with that. Um, <laughs> and I get to get all dolled up and get fancy in terms of the awards ceremony. Hmm. But other than that, I don't know, Jane, you tell me. This is your bag. Oh, well, um, yeah. So what have you got? You've got media, you've got media in the local paper. So I would actually extend that to, because one of your goals, and this is where we go before we just start shooting tactics, people, we do go back to our goals to, um, ensure that we're, we're not doing things for the sake of doing things. Um, so one of your goals, which I know from previous conversations is to become a speaker yep. and a presenter. Um, and I would imagine the topic of, you know, nailing, you know, nailing award submissions and, and putting your forward to your business forward for awards. But also I think the topic around, as you mentioned before, this is a really good opportunity to deep dive and get get some real truth around where you are in business. And do you know what? I think that is incredibly powerful because there's a couple of things. One, there's some people in business who just the type of person that they are, they're going to feel very, very uncomfortable about putting their business forward for awards. They're just, they're, to be honest, they're just going to think that that's, that's not for them. It's for, you know, people who are, um, you know, a bit more confident about showing their business or a bit more, you know, they might deem it as, you know, wanky or whatever um, because it's not them. It's not what they do. They don't want to give themselves that, that kind of um, pat on the back. But for them, just because they don't value the, um, the awards process of, of putting yourself out there, the very process of actually being truthful about 
your business and actually confronting some of the hard truths. Um, because as you said, those award submissions are asking questions that you might not have to answer or more importantly, you know that you should be answering and you're not because yeah. it's a pain point, because it's a challenge, it's because you don't have time to deal with it right now or because it could be telling you something about your business that you know if you don't fix it could have dire consequences. Yeah. So, you know, even if it's the process of just submitting for the award just to be going, you know, through that, through those questions, um, those sorts of topics are really, really, I think, valuable for, for a business or even like for you making people feel comfortable with the fact you're not being a wanker by going for an award or backing yourself into to an awards program. You know, it's, it's, more, it's more than just you. This is an opportunity to celebrate your team. This is an opportunity to get your brand out there. Like think of it beyond your own lack of ego or ego kind of yeah. thing. So there's some really, really important messages in there for business. So rather than making it about um, you and the award, um, if you do go, okay, I've got some really good topics and some really great insight to share here, where could I go on a national scale um, to actually pitch this story to? So, you know, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is the flying solo perhaps or um, smart company or some of those kind of um, well-read and well-respected business, online business media. Because at the, at the end of the day now, most of this is online. Um, but there could be some opportunity for, I don't know, the Sydney Morning Herald or, you know, if you, if, or, or, or the business publications within um, existing printed media. Um, if you pitch that story in terms of, I don't know why you're not a wanker because you go for an awards or, you know, something that's a bit of a, 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 a different spin yeah. on the, oh, look, here I am. I've oh, made a, a finalist because yeah. that's not news. That's, that's great. It's news for you, but it's not news for anybody else. But yeah. if you take the pitch from that of I've got some really important information to share, you could take that. That's the kind of pitch that I would take to a more national scale. And I think that would help you achieve your objective of, of getting on stage because you've got a story to tell. Similarly with podcasts, and, and you do this already, but this is another opportunity for you to get in front of people with um, a story about how awards can make you a better business owner. Um, so that's one idea. Um, I think two is um, maybe kind of, again, I mean, we've got it out via the, the Miss Bossy Boots platform and you've, and you've done um, some work via your social, um, social channels. Um, again, you know, taking people on the journey for that, and I know you'll do this because you're, you're good with, with your socials anyway, but for, for the purpose of others, um, leveraging that through your social channels. And again, you know, some people feel, I feel uncomfortable banging on about it <laughs> and don't bang on about it because people will get sick of it if you keep you know talking about it too much yeah. as, as exciting it is for for us but choosing those opportunities uh, where you can you know take people on the journey with you and again thinking about how can I be generous with this so that it doesn't just appear that I'm getting on and, and saying oh look at me again and look at me and then look at me um you know, sharing some of those vulnerabilities or sharing some of those stories or I learned tonight that da, 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 or I met tonight, you know, these amazing businesses, look at what else is happening in this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that way 
because you're being generous with how you're sharing that on, so on social, people are actually getting some value from that. So they're not afraid, uh, sorry, they're not so, you know, um, worried about having that drop into their newsfeed. I mean, so many people within your network are going to be proud for you. Your friends and family are always going to be proud for you. But I guess for me, this is an opportunity not just to get to your friends and family. You know that they're proud of you. You know that they love you and you know that they'll come to your business, yeah. you know, if they ever have a dancer that they need. This is, about, this is about actually extending that reach to the rest of the world um, in line with your objectives. So if you want to get in front of more business people with your message, you know, think about how you can actually help those business people with this experience as opposed to just going, you know, yeah, I've won an award. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you didn't mention LinkedIn. Oh, when I say social channels, <laughs> I mean LinkedIn yeah, and I Facebook. Know. I, know <laughs> I thought, oh, gosh, when, I, when the question came out of my mouth, I thought she's just going to hound me about being on LinkedIn more. <laughs> and with LinkedIn, and, and to be honest, like if, if I go back to my last point, this is about you getting in front of other business people. And You're already... You're already in front of your friends and family on Facebook. You've ticked that box. Get out to the, to the business <laughs> people on LinkedIn. And those stories that you've got behind this experience, 100% live on LinkedIn. That's, that's what people eat for breakfast on yep. LinkedIn. All right. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, write, I'll write the stuff. Can you tell people about it? You share it for me. <laughs> Am I going to be your alter ego? I'll log on as Stacey Morgan. No. Why is there a hesitation to get on LinkedIn? What is it? I mean, of, uh, other than time, what, what is the barrier there for you? It's imposter syndrome, Jane. Yeah. Serious you, business people are on LinkedIn. And serious you are a people. serious freaking business person. No non-serious business person gets to stage five or top five New South Wales finalist for Telstra Business. You are more, you are in the 10% echelon, top 10% of serious business people with that status behind you. There's no, there's no excuse for you to have imposter syndrome anymore. You've got that now. You are, you, that's, that's the one thing now that should smack that imposter syndrome around and throw it out the back door. <laughs> all right. Thank you. You can just stand behind me and scream all that at me like my, like my coach. Yeah. Um, your LinkedIn, your LinkedIn yeah. coach. As, I, yeah. as I'm hitting post. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can do this. You can do this. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Jane, I think we've spent way too much time talking about me, speaking of imposter syndrome, but thank you for your support <laughs> and thank you for being so excited. Of course, you were more excited about the possibility of an email coming through on Tuesday than I was. I kind of forgot that it was a thing and you were like, have you got an email yet? Have you got an email yet? Oh, I, email I, was, yet? I know I was holding myself back because I thought, oh, I don't want to like make you anxious. Or that was holding <laughs> yourself back? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I waited until 2.30. I was like, oh, at nine o'clock I was thinking, oh, shall I send it? And I was like, no, 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 no. Hold, hold and then, so, but 2.30 I was like, oh, I'm just going to ask. It. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So very exciting. Well done. Thank you. And I encourage everybody to make sure they, um, the nominations are open for 2021 now. So make sure you nominate and I'll nominate Jane so that she has no excuse and has to do it too. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's that's been a good episode. I, I hope people have um, have got a lot out of this because I think there's a lot to learn from from Stace's journey on this. Thanks, Jane. Always good to talk to you. Bye. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 